Thanks for joining us for the Sermon of the Week. You can find out more information about Legacy Church online at LegacyFamily.tv. So we've been talking about faith, F-A-I-T-H. And uh, Hebrews 11.6 says, without faith it's impossible to please God. And so the Bible, and we've taught that you've been given faith. When you accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, you received the gift of faith. Not, 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 you know, there is a, excuse me, a gift of faith, but God imparted you faith. He imparted you love. You know, most of us, were, if you was raised in church like I was, if you got saved, you get to go to heaven. And the rest of the time, you just got to suffer. But that's not true. The Bible wants you to, God wants you, and the Bible says, for you to live by faith now in this life, that you're an overcomer now in this life. That you don't have to wait to be an overcomer till you get to heaven. You don't have to wait to have peace. You don't have to wait to have joy. If you do what the Word says, you step into God. So let me say this, okay? If you got children, just raise your hand. And if you don't, or maybe you got adult children. Let me say this. You can put your hand down. They need to be in church, okay? But listen to me. That's not the key. The key is for you and me and our children to know who they are in Christ. Okay? They need to have knowledge of who they are in Christ Jesus. You know, I, I walked to church on my own because my parents got hurt and, and church, and, and I went to church on my own, and I learned all the stories, but it really didn't click until I found out who I was in, in Jesus, okay? I was saved, but I was lost. I had an orphan spirit. I, was, I, I, I just didn't know who I was. And then I started finding out that I, in Christ, all things are possible. In Christ, I can be an overcomer. In Christ, I'm a son of God. I'm a child of God. In Christ, he's my father, and he will withhold no good thing from me. And it started changing me. Remember John, the, the Baptist said, repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. This commercial break, y'all, we ain't even got to the message yet. Repent for the, you know what that means? Change your thinking. The kingdom's right here. Jesus is coming. The kingdom of God is going to be at hand. Well, I want to tell you today, you have the spirit of God. If you'll change your thinking, you have the spirit of God at hand. He is the kingdom of God on the inside of you. You are the house of God. Amen? So let's dig in to the Word. What we're talking about today is faith to hear. Faith to hear God. I, I, I grew up in a church. They never taught me to, that I could hear God. Uh, so if you don't have sermon notes, you hope you everybody got them. You go, get, go get the sermon notes. No, I'm just kidding. And so, so... I went to a church, and the pastor got up and said, the Lord spoke to me this week, and I went, what? Are you kidding me? But then I found out, I started seeking God, and I found out he speaks to his children. Always. And I know you're sitting there like, well, I don't know if God's ever spoke to me, though, pastor. Well, we're going to stir you up today to hear the voice of God. Romans 10, 17 says, faith comes by hearing and hearing the Word of God. Hearing this message today will bring faith for you to hear God. 
So look at it. Faith comes by hearing and hearing the Word of God. Did you know when God speaks, He's trying to bring what's in heaven to the earth to you or through you to someone else? Would you like to be that kind of blessing? Yeah, me too. And I am because I'm a pastor, but I want more. Okay? Now, Matthew 13, 16, uh, Jesus is talking to them and said, Blessed are your eyes, for they see, and your ears, for they hear. For surely I say to you that many prophets and righteous men desire to see what you see. And he's talking to us. What you get to see. And we keep reading it and it says, and, and did not see it, and to hear what you hear, and did not hear it. We are created to hear from God. We are created to hear God's voice. We are created. And so let's go to, to the number one on your sheet there. You were made to hear God's voice. I'm going to let you in on a little secret. If you're a child of God, if you're born again, you have heard God's voice. That's why you said, I need, I want to get saved. I want to get saved. I want to get saved because the Holy Spirit spoke to you, and God said, speak to them because they're hearing my word, and faith is coming, and they're hearing my word, and now they're ready, and the Holy Spirit says, you need to receive Jesus. We've had people run to the front. We've had people pray for me, people on the street. There was two, three people in the church led somebody to the Lord this week. Everybody give a shout, hallelujah. People are hungry, and God will speak to you and say, that one's hungry. Witness to them. Plant another seed in them or water that seed. And so as, as you were made to hear the voice of God in John 10, 27, Jesus said, my sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. My sheep. Are you the Lord's sheep? Nod your head. If you're not, you can get saved today. And you can become the Lord's sheep. So my sheep hear my voice. So, so, so let's, let's look at verse 20. Let's look at the next verse, verse 28. And I give them eternal life. Now, see, that's what I'm saying. When you got saved, you heard the voice of God. You became a sheep. Jesus became your shepherd. And you want to hear his voice and know his voice. So, faith comes by hearing God's voice. We all hear the voice of God. But the challenge is not hearing the voice of God. The challenge is all the other voices that you hear. Your voice, the voice and opinions of the Internet, and you can find some trash on there. What Grandma said that wasn't biblically correct, but you love Grandma. I love my grandmother, but Lord have mercy. When I got in the Word, I found out, whoo, Grandma was wrong. Thank God, you know, she's in heaven, but she was wrong. The way she lived, the way she acted, you know, I'm not, don't talk about my grandma. You know, she had a 32 in her, in her purse, you know, for fun. And so the challenge of, of faith is not hearing the voice of God. It's the willingness to hear the voices that are in the earth. Be careful, little ears, what you hear. There are so many opinions ideals 
that are distractions that are competing for our attention and our affection. You hear me? Movies, TV, books, whatever, they're competing for your affection. Remember Jesus said on the Sermon on the Mount that if you had a single eye, and it didn't mean you was the cyclops. You know, it, but it meant that you focused. What you focus on is what you become, even the negative. There was one lady came to the pastor and his wife, and, and she's going, I just can't stand my, being around my mama. She's so negative, so negative, so negative. And the pastor's wife said, well, you're negative. She went, what? You're just like your mother. Man, we pick up stuff because we hang around people. Uh, you know, if you hang around people who are sarcastic, it starts rising up in you. And that's not good. But, you, it, you know, uh, faith is the substance of things hoped for. Did you know hope is contagious? Did you know hopelessness is contagious? You can be hopeless, and you know what? People who are hopeless will gather around you. Misery loves company is what the world says. Got to check, check, check your thinking. Check what you're hearing. Check what you're walking in. God wants to do some supernatural things in your life. Are you drawing that? Are you pursuing that? Are you going after that? Are you just, well, because here's some ideals that are wrong. Well, whatever happens, the Lord. No, I've stuck a knife in my wrist, and it wasn't the Lord. It was me. I, I shut the dark car on my, my fingers, the car door on my fingers, and it wasn't the Lord. It was me. He wasn't trying to teach me nothing when I get into his word when he teaches me something. And you know what he taught me when the, when the door slammed on my fingers? Slow down. Because it was raining. And I'm trying to boxes and I'm trying to get the door shut and I just shut it right on my hand. Now I got to drop the boxes to open the door. But you see, we get in a hurry and we do things and we want to blame God. My, my uncle is a great Bible teacher and a solid man of God, and he was driving down the road, and he went in and got a, like a Happy Meal, a little hamburger, a little fries, a little Coke. And you know how they got them super big straws on those, on those McDonald's drinks. And so he's eating and driving, and he reaches to, to get us up, and, and, and the Coke comes through the lid and pours in his lap. And, oh, man, and so he puts it down, and, and now he's a man of God, Okay. He's taking a napkin and he's wiping, and as he's wiping, the guardrail comes right up through the passenger side of the vehicle, stops him completely. Now, if it would have hit him, many people would have said, well, I don't know why the Lord took him. No, he was messing with a Coke in his lap and not paying attention. I'm just being real this morning. We need to hear God. God will tell you don't be, clean, don't be drinking or eating while you're driving. You know, and, and to, to be real with yourself because we all get distracted. We get distracted from the things of God or what we're doing. Uh, I mean, uh, uh, you've been burned by an iron, or forget it's hot, something on the stove. Ever reached into the oven and grabbed something like, wait a minute, I got to have, I got to have, you know, yeah. Because you're in a hurry and the cornbread's burning and, you know, the, you know the, the chicken's frying or whatever. People don't cook anymore, do they? But anyway. So, can we begin today to emphasize our ability to hear God? 
That's what all of this faith message that we've been talking about is finding out who we are in Christ and let's begin to hear God. Can we emphasize that we, gonna, that we can hear God? Can you say that with me? I can hear God. I hear God's voice. It, I, it's my right to hear His voice. Well, you know, we're, if we're His children, I, my grandmother, who I'm, you know, I, I love her, don't get me wrong, but if she came back and walked through the back door and called my name, I'd go, that's my grandma because I know her voice. But same way, we need to be in tune to the voice of God. God will speak to you. God will tell you, no, don't carry that. Don't do that. Don't hold that. Don't listen to that. Turn that off. Remember Samuel? He was given to the church as a young child, probably about five. And he's, you know, maybe eight or nine at this time, and he's laying in the bed, and he's becoming the prophet. And the Lord begins to speak to him, and the Lord said, Samuel. And so he ran up. Went into Eli's bedroom, who was the priest, said, did you call me? He said, no, I didn't call you, boy. Go to sleep. Lays back down. The Lord says, Samuel. And he runs back in there, and Eli said, go to, boy, you're hearing stuff. And I, like the third or fourth time, the Lord spoke to him, but Eli said, stay in there and said, yes, Lord, you're thy servant, hear it. And the Lord began to speak to him. Sometimes we can't recognize God's voice. That's where we've got to practice his presence that we need to be worshiping at the house, that we need to be asking God, when have you spoken to me? When have you talked to me? And learn that, wait a minute, that was God. Wait a minute, that was God. And then you've got to step out on it. And, and just like you can go to somebody and, 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 and does that bear witness with you that that's God? You can hear and know. But what happens? Most of the time we let our emotions override what God said or what what. We're afraid of what would people think if I told them. See, his testimony was bold enough to say he had somebody lay hands on him. We've got to get that bold. We're going to tie all this together. Let's go to number two. <clears throat> this could be a sermon by itself, but we're going to roll with it as a point right now. How does God speak to us? Many ways. But it's not all circumstances. We always want to go. He can speak in circumstances, but we always know if something good happens, well, that's the Lord. How many of you know, you know, I, I, I knew a man bought his son a Porsche, and the boy said, "Woo, God is good, but he didn't know how to handle it. Wasn't long till he wrecked it. Actually, he didn't wreck it. His buddy wrecked it. And it was It was horrible. You, you can take the blessing of God and, and, and use it incorrectly, huh? So, so listen, we want to we wanna hear what God's saying. We want to we wanna follow his word. Number one, or A underneath there, is his word. God speaks through his word. This right here. You know, people to tell you this is just an old book. It's done away with. It's antiquated. It's not, it's not for today. All these things, you know, are old. Uh, it's just a history. It's a good history book. But it's, it's, it's just like a book called Gone with the Wind or some other book. It's just a book. These letters on the page are what you would call logos, just a written word written down. But there is something else. Jesus said, my words are spirit and they are life. 
So when you get into this word, the Spirit of God starts sitting on your shoulder, looking over your shoulder, and starts speaking to you about this word. That's why you have got, if you say you love Jesus, you've got to love this too, because Jesus is the word. Okay? Okay, and so as you're starting to hear the voice of God, the Holy Spirit will have stuff just jump off the page. Wow, look at that. I've never seen that before. Or you've seen it before, but now it's, it's real to you. It becomes alive. That's called rhema. Remember last Sunday I talked about me driving down the road and uh, I was in a, afraid of sickness and disease was, you know, coming across the land and things like that. And I'm like, Lord, is that, how do you, you know, what are we going to do? And I told that I had been putting Psalms 91 in my heart. And all of a sudden, just one of those scriptures in Psalms 91 jumped out. Said a thousand shall fall at your side and ten thousand at your right hand, but it shall not come near you. I said, Whoa, that's that that's a rhema that became alive in me. Even though I had it memorized, I dwell in the secret place of the most high God. I'd abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I say of the Lord, He's my God, my fortress, and him do I trust. He's delivered me from the snare of the fowler, from the northland pestilence. Under his wings. See, I, I memorized all that, but that put it in my heart, and then the Holy Spirit gave me comfort. Peace. Okay? So, so that, that, that's where we have got to put the word in our heart. Uh, let me tell you this. The voice of God never contradicts his word. Any revelation has to line up with this. That's why there's so many goofy doctrines out there. They took it off emotion and not by the word. You, the word backs itself up. You hear me? It, the, our court system's based on the word of God. You got to have two or more witnesses. If it's me and Peter having an argument, it's my word against his. But if we bring Teresa in as a witness, now we're getting somewhere. We're getting. We're going to get to the truth, and then we bring Dave and Nan in, and he's going to give his testimony. And the word of God has testimony to itself. Okay. So let's look at the next one. The Holy Spirit leads. Romans 8, 14 through 16. For as many are led by the Spirit of God, they, become, they are the sons of God. You can expect to be led. You need to be, expect to be led by God. You need to be asking for God's leading every day. Every day so you can get in tune. Now, back when I was a kid, they don't have a clue about what it now, uh, but on the radio you had the volume and then you had the tuner. The, hey, hey, how about the antenna? I'm a, it was raining, and they said, hold it right there. I said, it's raining. That's all right. It's good. We're trying to watch the game. It was Dallas Cowboys was on. I'm, but it's raining. Hold that right there. I'm about 10, 12 years old, but I had to hold tune that antenna because wind's blowing, it's raining, and dripping down the back of my neck. I'm like, what, am I got, what have I gotten into? Because Cowboys are playing. <laughs> and so... We have to tune ourselves to hear God. We go through life and we hear all kinds of voices. And God's going, hey, listen to this. Listen, listen. And then you find people who really focus and they get that single eye, I'm going after God, I'm going after God. And they begin to hear God more and more and more. And that's why he went to Miss Shirley. She's focused. But, you know, that's just Miss Shirley. She's just such a blessing and... Uh, no, that's you. You just haven't focused yet. 
You have not focused yet, and it's time to start focusing. And we can be led by the Spirit of God. We're supposed to be set in the Spirit, living in the natural. You hear me? It's not that the Holy and the Spirit of God in that realm is good and our flesh is bad. No, it's supposed to work together. And so uh, the Lord said to uh, give you a good example. It's not that the natural is all evil or God's good. They're supposed to listen. It's like if we plant crops in the natural and we pray over it and we ask God to bless it. And then God gives a supernatural harvest. You see, God said he blessed what you put your hand to. You're asking God to bless what you put your hand to and you want to be led by what you put your hand to. You want to be led by what you plant. How about planting into the kingdom? But you need to expect a return. Now, now here's the thing, and I have received things by faith. Don't get me wrong. But the promise should never outweigh who you are in God and your relationship with Him. You always seek first the kingdom of God, God's principles, God's ways, but you don't worship the creation, and you do not worship the promise. You with me? We can go after promises, and we're supposed to, but we don't worship promises. We worship God. Hey, hey, God's, if God's first place, woo, it all comes anyway. He's going to direct you when you're chasing Him, when you're pursuing Him, when you're putting Him first place. How about the next one? A still small voice. Elijah's running and, and tired and exhausted, and he runs into a cave. This is First Kings. We're not going to pull it up right now. I'm just going to talk a little bit. He, he goes in there, and God said, what are you doing? He goes, you know, I'm, I'm running. I'm the only one left. I'm the only one. You know, you ever had a pity party? I'm the only one. God said, I got 7,000, boy. What? You know, come on, get a grip. But God spoke to him. And, and if you look at, at, and read the story, and we don't have time to read the story, but it is in 1 Kings 19. It said, the wind came and the wind. And I have been in hurricane winds, but I have never seen the wind break rocks. That be a wind. And then the earth quaked and shook. But God wasn't in the wind and God wasn't in the earthquake. And then fire came. And God wasn't in the fire. But then God spoke to him in a still, small voice. You know what I said he did? Now, I'd have been doing this to begin with. When God spoke to him, he covered his face. Not because of the wind, not because of the earthquake, not because of the fire. I've had to do this with fire before. I've had to do this with wind. But he covered his face because of the still, small voice of God. God can speak to your heart and change your life. God can speak to your heart and change your direction. God can impart things to you. And as a matter of fact, he's always been trying to impart something to you. And we need to be listening. That's a still, small voice. After that, we've got peace. You know, and I said that the word backs itself up. Do you know peace is in the New Testament alone 299 times? That the God of peace would give you, grant you peace? How many of you know the devil wants to steal your peace? Because if you do not have peace, you can't receive. Let's, let, let's, let's, let's keep looking. Let's go. Uh, the last one is just confirmation through people. 
God will give you confirmation through people, through favor, through grace. Grace and circumstances. What, did I, what, I, what do you mean by, by grace? When something just comes easy to you and it's a blessing to you, that's God's grace on it. Huh? When you walk into the place and they go, we've been waiting on you. What? Yep, we're here to, uh, we've been waiting on you. Somebody was telling me about a man was sitting there and another man said, you're, you're, you're the pastor to take my place. He goes, what? I don't even know you. He said, yeah, but I, I saw you come in and God said, you're the one's taking my place. He didn't even know him. Didn't even know he was a pastor. Tuning in and hearing what God said. Our, our sister testified that, that she was uh, ministering to, to ladies and said that you're a river and that there's rivers in the desert coming. And she goes, how do you know my name? Huh? I know people who specifically ask, Lord, give me somebody's name. Who am I supposed to talk to in, in, in the store today? And this one guy, sometimes he gets something and sometimes he doesn't. But this time he said, go tell Lisa I love her. He's like, okay. So he's looking for the name bag, you know, name bag. He walks in there and doesn't find anybody, period. Like the whole store's empty. Walk to the back, and there's a girl standing there. And he goes, uh, excuse me, is your name Lisa? See, you take faith to step out and just ask him, is your name Lisa? She goes, yes, it is. How do you know my name? He said, I didn't. He said, I was sitting out in the car, and the Lord said, tell Lisa I love her. And she began to weep. She said, I just asked God last night. You don't even know my name. You don't know me. Oh, God does know every one of us. Hear me. God knows you, even the ugly parts. And he's not going to kill you. He loves you. He loves you, and he's reaching out for you. But what we got to do is open our heart to him and hear what he has to say. So God wants to confirm things to us through visions even, dreams. There are so many ways God talks, and sometimes he uses words. Sometimes a still small voice. Here's a key. Here's a key is you're learning to hear God's voice, get confirmation. Matter of fact, if somebody gives you a word from God, it needs to be confirmation. If it's not confirmation, then put it on the shelf. It may not be for you. They may have missed it. But when God starts speaking to you, like God's beginning to speak to Jerica, she texts me, Pastor, is this the Lord? I need to pull it out and read it. Oh, my, it was the Lord. Talking about a group of people that are starting the ministry. And it was the Lord spoke to her because she just, I just, she said, I was just sitting and reading my Bible and all of a sudden this came to me and I wrote it down. Well, how are you going to learn unless you step out to hear God's voice? How are you going to learn these things? So, let's just take another commercial break right quick before we go to number three. At times... The Lord will speak to me about certain things and this and that and the other. And, uh, and, and a lot of times it's in worship because I'm, I'm trying to worship God. I just want to worship God, and I, I do it every Sunday. I resist the devil, and I submit to you, God. I submit to you, Holy Spirit. Just use me. Speak through me today. Get, give, me, give me words to speak. Maybe it's not even in the notes because uh, somebody, you know, uh, somebody made me hear that needs it. And, and, and at times, God speaks to me in different ways, and God gives me things in my body that might be hurting. And I'm like, what is that? That's not me. 
I mean, I got aches and pains. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm old just like, you know, but you get aches and pains. You, you get sore or hurt or whatever. You work out. But there are certain things that God puts in my body, and, it's, and I had to step out by faith. and like, I don't know. I'm going to try this, Lord, and I may look like an idiot. But it ended up being God. And I started listening to his voice because I saw other men of God that I was around, and they, they received things like that, or they received specific words. And, and, you know, I have been, I can take you to places where I was driving, the Lord spoke to me about somebody in the church was sick with this, and I called it out, and they got healed. So today, there's somebody with a hip, their right hip. It's tied all the way around their right hip. I, I can't explain it. It's right around the ball joint of the hip. And then somebody up in the higher part of their back left hip, that's the right hip, somebody's right hip, back left hip. If that's you, the Holy Spirit's wanting to reveal something. He wants to heal you. What he reveals, he wants to heal. You know, it wasn't three or four Sundays ago, I said, somebody's sick to their stomach, and they got healed. Matter of fact, it was two or three people. And they got healed. They was wanting to go and throw up. And all of a sudden, the Lord just took care of it. What, what is that? That's God. Jesus did that things, and you are Jesus' brother or sister. Jesus said, the things that I do, you can do also. But you haven't stepped out. I, I heard a story, and I'll tell it all the time. There was a lady that could not read, and the Lord would give her scriptures, like Romans 8, 12. And she goes, these, these things just pop in my mind, Pastor. He goes, well, if it one pops in your mind next Sunday, just raise your hand, and let's just see if it's God. Because, you know, if it was, you know, he's preaching on the love of God and she pops up, Judas hung, hanged himself. We know that's not God. Right? So she raised her hand. He said, well, what scripture you got? And it referenced just what he was preaching. It was a sign and wonder that God's in the sermon and God's revealing his word. God can reveal himself many, many ways. So I, instead of just stepping up, how about right shoulder? Right shoulder, somebody's right shoulder. I, I, what you say, well, Pastor, you just, uh, somebody raised their hand up in there. They, if that's you, receive it right now. So look, listen, what, whatever it is, the Lord wants to heal, always. Sometimes we need a nudge. Sometimes we need a nudge. So let's lift our hands. Let's just close our eyes. Father, we thank you for healing right now. Father, that you're pushing us to hear your voice, to speak to us, Lord God. And we thank you, Father, for the victory. We thank you, Father, for health in the name of Jesus. Divine health belongs to us. Jesus paid the price for it. In Jesus' name, amen. So how do you operate in that? You take it. It's mine. It's mine. He didn't get it instantly. How about the blind man? Jesus went. I'm going to put some dirt up here so I can spit in it and I can rub it in your eyes to be healed. Ooh. But Jesus did that. And he said, go wash your eyes out. You'll be healed. And he washed his eyes out and he's, I couldn't see. I still, I can see, but I can't see good. And Jesus prayed for him again. Sometimes you got to walk it out. You, the devil's night is going to fight you. How I many you know, I've known people that have been healed six months, never been healed in their life, healed six months, and it came back on them, and they go, well, I guess the Lord didn't heal me. 
never had any freedom from that sickness. They had it for six months. They were totally healed, and then it came back. That's not God. That's the enemy. Acts 10.38, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth, who went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. You break that down, healing is oppression from, I mean, sickness is oppression of the devil. Jesus came to destroy the works of the devil. Well, you know, the Lord will put stuff on you just to teach you. No, he won't. That's wrong thinking. That's what Grandma said, but Grandma was wrong. It's not what the Bible teaches. I know, I know there's been wonderful sermons, and I've taught on, on Joseph was thrown in the pit, sown as a slave, sent down to Egypt, and, and became a slave, then thrown in the prison. But you know what? The day came that Pharaoh had a dream, and he interpreted a dream, and he became second in command. And people will teach you that you got to go through slavery and you got to go through prison to get where God wants you. But how come, how couldn't he just been living at the house and here comes the, the emissaries or the representatives from Egypt saying, does anybody interpret dreams? He goes, yeah, I do that. He said, come go to Egypt with us. He could have lived a life with his daddy, but his brothers were jealous. And it was his fault too. He was a little cocky. You know how it is with brothers. I mean, you know. You get cocky around brothers, they'll put you in your place. They went a little too far. But why can't you just be right where you're at, sitting in the, in the presence of God and not have to go through some kind of suffering to hear if you're seeking, if you're on purpose, on purpose. You know, he did seek God while he was a slave, while he was in that pit, while he was in prison. He kept his integrity with God. Why can't you just start walking in integrity and not let the devil push you? I'm, I'm trying to help you. I love you. I want you to hear God because God wants to take you places you haven't been. How many know your children need to hear the voice of God? They need to hear, we all need to hear the voice of God like never before. Let's go to number three. Let's talk a little bit about the hindrances. The battleground to hear God's voice is in your mind. We're going to camp out here just a little bit. Let's read Romans 8 through, 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 3 through 11. We're going to read a little scripture. Now, as everybody, the, the, the King James talked about being carnal, being fleshly. That means doing what you want to do, okay? And this generally ends up wrong. I mean, somebody comes alcohol, alcoholic, so they've been doing what they want to do. Or, you know, I need more money. I'm going to rob a bank. That ain't God. You with me? That's easy. So for what the law could not do, you know the Ten Commandments were the law, that it was weak through the flesh, and nobody could keep the law. It was perfect. The law is wonderful. But God did by sending His own Son, Jesus, in the likeness of sinful flesh, on the account of sin, He condemned sin in the flesh. Listen to me. Jesus came and kept the law. He kept the Ten Commandments. And here's what's awesome. Jesus had everything in heaven. And the Father's plan was to send him. He said, yes, Lord, I'll go. And came in poverty as a man. Left his deity and his glory. He was the Son of God, but he left it in heaven. Became a man and walked in this dirt like we do. And won everything back that man had lost. He's my champion. He's your champion. He won everything back. 
That's what he's doing right here. So the law was weak, but he condemned sin in the flesh. Look at verse 4. That the righteousness requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. Listen to me. The law's been fulfilled for you. That's why he's my champion. You know, my grandmother, when the Dallas Cowboys won, you thought she was on the field. We won! I mean, we're getting some good fried chicken and biscuits tonight because Grandma's fired up. But she wasn't on the field. Huh. I wasn't there the day he died. But I have received it now. It's mine. For those who live according to the flesh set their minds, set their minds on things of the flesh. I used to do the youth, and Isaiah said, Woe to the children who plan a plan that's not of me, says the Lord, to plan a plan to add sin unto sin. Huh? That's the flesh. Hey, we're having a party. Who's bringing the beer? Who's bringing the whatever? Huh? That, that's adding sin. That's the flesh. But those who live according to the Spirit, the things of the Spirit. So we have to get our hearts single on the things of God. Next verse, for to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. The carnal side of you wants to steal your peace, wants to steal your life. Look at the next verse, because the carnal mind is an enemy against God, for it is not subject to the law of God, nor indeed can it be. What? Wait, what? The carnal mind... That's why the Bible teaches you to renew your mind, to renew your thinking. All those things, I mean, some of the things my grandfather said when I got older, I'm like, what? I can't say that. It's not right. Things that you pick up in the world, God will start cleaning your mouth up and changing your mind and changing your heart. Back in the day when they had voice pagers for fire departments and different ones, and it's I knew a man was in the back of the church because he was on call and his voice pager rang and he, when he heard the guy's voice, he's like, I'm trying to get it turned down because that guy cussed every other word. And he said that was a miracle. He did not cuss in that church service. It was a miracle. He said, I know God's real. That was a miracle. <laughs> so the carnal minds of the enemy cannot be su subject. Look at verse 8. So then those... Who are in the flesh cannot please God. What does it mean to be in the flesh? Anger, attitude, thieving, lying, being ugly is what we know. But you are not in the flesh but in the spirit. Now he's prophesying to you, Christian, get in the spirit. Seek God. If indeed the spirit of God dwells in you, now, if anyone does not have the Spirit of Christ, he's not his. But if Christ is in you, in verse 10, the body is dead because of sin, and the Spirit is life because of righteousness. Verse 11, but if the Spirit of him who raised Christ from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your body, mortal body, through his Spirit who dwells in you. So if you go back to verse 5, 6, and 7, it talks about carnal mind, uh, spiritually minded, uh, carnally minded. Here's where the battle's at. I can't do that. I can't, I can't think that. Oh, I have people said, I'm not even going to apply for that job. They wouldn't hire me. What? You're selling yourself short. 
I, I, I couldn't do that. You know, and they think they're being humble, you know. Oh, I, I, I couldn't ask God for that. It's wrong thinking. It's wrong thinking. Be poor and humble, and that's not what, that's not, the, 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 Jesus said those who are the poor, talking about poor in spirit, those who don't, who, who seek in God, who are humble before God. Poverty is not a sign of godliness. Okay? Let's keep going because we got a lot to tie in on this. But, but let's look. Look. So Proverbs 4, 20 through 23. At the battleground is the mind. And if we just read uh, that our mind is where it's all at, guess what's a gateway to your heart, to your spirit? Here. Your spirit's always trying to speak to your mind because you operate out of your mind. Well, okay. <laughs> your body talks to you too. You know what I'm talking about? Let me sit down right here so you can see me. I'm sitting on this right here. You ever seen somebody like do this? Change positions? Because their body's talking to you. You're uncomfortable sitting there like that and you need to change positions. That your flesh will talk to you too. Your flesh can be an enemy when you get that Oh, there's chocolate ice cream at 11.30. You find yourself getting out of bed and going eating chocolate ice cream? Nothing wrong with chocolate ice cream, but 11.30, yeah. Or, or your flesh will, will ch you have chasing things on TV you aren't going to be watching. You know, there's too much pornography out there, and it's got a hook. It's just like a cigarette. I smoked for a season in the fifth grade. But I caught myself holding that cigarette, and then I had to stand different because I got a cigarette now. I got to be like people I saw smoking. You'd think I would never would have tried it. I walked into a cigarette, caught me right in the eye when I was four. Somebody standing there holding a cigarette, and I walked right into it. Hear me. So, so the thing about it is uh, we see things, and that's our flesh. Oh, I want to be like them. I want to comb my hair in a ducktail. I want to roll my blue jeans up in the, like in the 50s, like the way they used to do. Man, they're cool, you know. And, 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 and we see, and it affects our mind, and our flesh wants to act like that. I'm just I'm trying to help you. You want to be godly. You want to chase God. And God doesn't care how you, if you dress like a, a motorcycle rider or whatever. You want, God wants your heart. It's your heart. That you're walking in love, that you're walking with Christ, that you're submitted to Him. Let's read this. My son, give attention to my words, incline thy ear to thy sayings. Do not let them depart from your eyes, but keep them in the midst of your heart. Not this heart, but your spirit. Look at verse 22. For they are life to those who find them and health to all their flesh. Life and health. Keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it flows the issues of life. Oh, my. Your spirit, man, it's the issues of life it's bringing to you. You've got to grow your spirit, man, up. You eat at least three times a day, unless you're getting up at 11 and eating ice cream, that's four. But how often do you feed your spirit? How often are you feeding your spirit? You say, well, I don't understand the word. It don't matter. I don't understand why cake tastes like it does when you put nasty flour in it and eggs raw in it and, you know, a little bit of salt and some sugar and, and you mix it all together. and it, I don't care, but it's good. 
And you may not totally understand the Word, but if you ask the Holy Spirit, He'll start teaching you. And the thing, it's good to read the Bible through, but pick out a Scripture. Take these notes and just get that one Scripture. Like I just quoted Acts 10, 38. It's a good one to know. Huh? Get one Scripture and put it in your heart. For out of your heart brings life. And somebody said, well, I'll get my Bible out and I'll fall asleep. You know what? I never, I never was upset when my kids fell asleep in my lap. And God's not going to be upset when you're reading his word and falling asleep in his lap. Huh? Quit. That's the devil saying, well, you, you don't understand it. Uh, you just, no, no, you understand it. It's going into your spirit. And you start seeking God, and it starts becoming, and the real, matter of fact, the passion will stir up in you for the Word. How many of you know that, well, wait a minute, let's, before we leave Proverbs 4, how many of you know your attitude can affect you? Remember I talked about hope and hopelessness? That's really attitude. Attitude. You used to do a thing with an attitude check or, 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 you know, dealing with kids or junior hires up and down. And, and I said, hey, 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 I can look at some of y'all and tell you your attitude stinks. Get your heart in line to hear what God's doing and let's have some fun. But your attitude, you're mad at your mama, you're mad at somebody, you need to get your attitude. We got to do an attitude check, people. Is your heart right with God? Are you receptive? Are you open? And so we've got to do attitude check. And um, in Mark 4, 18, and we're going to read it in the Passion. So uh, this, I, I'll teach on this a good bit. The sower sows the word. And Jesus said, if you can understand this parable, you can understand any and all of them. And I'm, I'm going back to this. And I want you to look at something. The seed is the word of God. Okay? The seed sown among the thorns represent those who hear the word. I hear you, Lord. Hear the word. Next verse. And they allow the cares of this world and the, the seduction of wealth and desires of other things to crowd out and choke the word. Now, wait, wait, wait. wait. Remember in the story? Some fell by the wayside. That's on ground or a heart that's not prepared to receive it. Then some fell on the stony ground. That means there were some good spots in their heart, and there were some spots that were stony. Like I've had people say, I can receive healing. I just can't make any money. Well, you need to dig those rocks out of the you can't do that because that's in you. huh? And I have people say, I can make money, but I just can't get my healing. Well, get that rock out of there. That can't, never could do anything. But then this, this was the seed. Go back to verse 18 for me. Look at what I'm trying to The seed sown among the thorns represents those who hear the word. It's planted, but there's a whole bunch of other stuff planted. Are you with me? Oh, man, I, I know God wants to bless people, but I just don't believe he wants to bless me. That's thorns. Next verse. The cares of this life. Miss Shirley, she's going to nod her head on this one. You ever heard somebody say, take care? No. 
Y'all be blessed. Y'all be safe. Do not take care. Now, hold on. Hold on. Let me, and I got another definition. Care means a divided mind. What does that mean, a divided mind? Well, you know, I want to drive safe. I want to go on this trip and be safe. But I'm afraid that, it's just, that something bad might happen. That's a divided mind. It's divided from what you really want and what God wants for you. We got to get our minds clear. We can't have a divided mind. It's God's way and His way, and He's our protection. We're under the blood. We've been bought by the blood. With His stripes, we are the healed. We have to fight the good fight of faith. The fight's in here. Oh, sure, you'll get bombarded out here, but I don't care what you say as much as I care about what I say. Woo. If I don't know who I am, I'm defeated. I take cares. I take the, uh, uh, you know, oh, I just need money. We got to have money. I got to pay my bills. I'm, you don't have, wait a minute, let's go back. Where's our peace? How do you know you have faith? How do you know you're in faith? I trust you, Lord. I trust you. And you know what? If you need help, you go get confirmation. Is this right? Am I doing what's right? And you get confirmation to hear the voice of God. <laughs> Desires of other things, that's chasing the creation. The Bible says don't worship the creation, worship the creator. I love a beautiful sunset. But that ain't what I'm talking about. We worship the creation through pornography, or we worship, you know, drinking, or we worship drugs, or we worship stupid stuff. Worship money. And we work all the time for money. We had a conversation about if we could go back with our kids, the things we worried about, we wouldn't worry about. Spend more time. What would we do different? And you're like, ugh. Because that's life, and that, that is your, those lives are our responsibility. And that's, therefore, we have to live godly, and we have to raise them godly. We have to hear the voice of God for our grandchildren. We have to hear the voice of God, and I have to hear the voice of God for where we go as a church. Because God's taking us places. We have a vision. And it's not only for Whitfield, it's southwest Virginia. And God even spoke to us about maybe starting a church in another country. What is that? And I'm ready, oh, Lord, I'm breathing in the bag. But you know what? If it's his plan, he's he going to make it easy. I don't have to, I'm worried about this. I did that too. My pastor and I went to a youth conference, and, and, and they were casting vision for the youth. And I, I'm, I'm sitting in the pastor's side, and we get talking. He goes, the Lord wants us to build a youth building. And I went, oh, oh Lord, how we, you know, like, but I wanted to take the care of it. Even when it's God's plan, we can't take the care of it. If it's God's plan, then it becomes fun. It becomes easy. Guess what? God wants good for you. Not bad. Good, not evil. That God wants blessing. And he has no sorrow with it. Okay, boy, y'all better get your mind right. I know I'm tearing down, kicking over cows in here that have been, or birds that have, you know, roosted. And you got a nest. You got to dig that stuff out. Remember last Sunday we talked about strongholds. You have strongholds in your thing. Well, that'll never happen for me. 
I'm always a day late and a dollar short. We can never get ahead. I might as well just stay on drugs. I can never quit. That's stronghold. I can't ever quit drinking. I'll never have a husband. Ah, ah, ah. That's, that's a lie. So, so let's break these things down. So here, here's the key. Is, is a div- cares are a divided mind. If you don't study the Word, read the Word, listen to His Word or His Word preached, you can be misled. You can be misled by what else you hear or see or because of circumstances. You know how many times I hear people say, well, this happened. I guess that was the Lord. He just didn't want me to have it. You ever think that you have an enemy that's whispering in people's ear? You know, let's just break down this scripture. The Lord says, give and it shall be given unto you. Did he say it would fall out of the sky? Did he say it would grow on a tree? Did he say that you'd be led to dig it up in a pot? Yeah, you can be. But he said men would give to you. Matter of fact, somebody gave me some money to give somebody today. Hey, give and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over. Men will give to you. What's that mean? You've got the favor of God on you. You're going to work more and harder than anybody else, and you're going to be exalted above everybody else. Well, they don't ever get nobody raised around here. Well, that's because you're not working. And guess what? If you're working for God and you're working 100%, God's going to say, He's going to send somebody and say, Hey, I've been watching you work. I just come in here to eat at this restaurant. I want to hire you. Huh? Why not? He can. He'll call, he'll call so-and-so and say, I don't know, but I'm asking you, do you know somebody that's a good worker? Yeah, I do. I do. We, we, we box God in. We put God right here where we can control him. And if I'm on, yeah. Oh, oh, no, I can't do that. I, I'm, I, we live by this, our own strength. And let's start trusting God. That's what faith is. So, back, back to those scriptures. It's the soul that's your heart. This is the soul, you. You're, you're, you're de- you determine what will grow in your heart. Are you with me? If you plant tomatoes, you get tomatoes. You plant corn, you get corn. If you plant worry, you get worry. If you plant joy, you get joy. I don't have my phone on me, but I got scriptures when I walk around. Whoo, the peace of God that passes understanding belongs to me. The joy of the Lord is my strength. And I'm walking around the room to, just quoting this to myself. This is a promise. Gary Slimp moved here. Everybody knows Gary somewhere working security or something. And he came here. He didn't have a job. And he came back home. And he used to drive around the church, and he had scriptures about how God's going to take care of him. God's going God's to open doors for him. God's gonna, he would read those scriptures. Instead of he didn't have a job to go to, but that became his job. He put the word out to work for him. God's word says, my word does not return void. Isaiah said, my word does not return void, but it accomplished what it sent. And you know what? You put God's word in your mouth, and you're sending it to accomplish things for you. 
Lo and behold, they'd blessed somebody and forgot about it. And that man sent them a whole bunch of money. And then he started getting this job and got the jobs. And the blessing came. They got a house. God, God, God will take care of you. You got to learn to, to rely and trust upon him and put him. Let me let me finish this because it's you, it's your soul, and you decide what's going to grow. Thorns are thistles. Thorns are thistles are the blessing. You change your heart, you change your seed, you change the outcome. Okay. 1 Peter 1.23 says, Being born again, not of a corruptible seed, but of incorruptible seed by the Word of God. The Word of God is incorruptible. The Word of God is the most powerful thing in the planet. But God gave you a free will. Joshua said, Choose you this day whom you will serve. Choose. God's not going to make you. And God's not going to make you plant the right things in your heart. There's some things you got to pull out. You got to burn that in the pile. You got to get rid of that. And you got to start planting good stuff. And you you start getting more of the good stuff and the weeds start dying out instead of the weeds choking out the word in you. You'll find wake up one day like, Woo! My life has changed. I've woke I've woke up like I I I didn't know I could be this place, this blessed. Look what God has done. And He wants to do it for everybody. He's big enough. And all those cares, the cares of the world, the cares. Do you know God's rich? Trust Him. He's got the riches. Huh? He's got the peace. He's got the joy. He's got everything you need. And so we're finished with this. God has given us a free will to decide what we will hear and would plan in our heart. What are you planting? Sometimes our greatest enemy is busyness. And I'm not talking about we're doing this and that and the other. I'm talking about a busy heart, a busy mind. Because Jesus was busy. He walked everywhere he went. Many miles. Got up and walked 10, 12 miles, 3 miles, and then he's ministering. I ain't talking about that kind of busy. I'm talking about you're so busy in your mind that worries and fretting and things that you can't hear God. That's why peace is in the New Testament 299 times because you got to maintain your peace. Get peace. Let me pray over you. Can you can you today stir your heart to believe God for more? To believe that you'll hear his voice for things specific. Let me tell you something. Don't look at me, but let's look at your heart. In the Old Testament, God spoke to the prophets, the priests, and the kings. In the New Testament, He made you prophets, priests, and kings. Or prophetesses and queens. And God spoke through everybody. In Acts, it said Philip, who was the first evangelist, had four daughters who prophesied. They sought God with all their heart. God wants to speak to you. God wants to use you. God wants to bless you. God wants you well. And God wants you to become so strong that he can flow through you to other people. That's our goal. We're kingdom people. We're kingdom-minded. We're single-eyed. We have God on our mind. And so I want everybody to be free today.
of cares and worries. See, that was one thing that I had to take care of is I had to take care of the cares that my grandmother put in me. I loved her. You know what was the other big thing? I was afraid to die. Fear of death. A storm would come, a wind would blow, and I'm like, we're going to die. But I walked out into the, one of the worst storms you've ever been into, and I said, Lord, I'm your child. If I die, I'm going to heaven. I am not going to live in fear anymore. And I stood out in that storm, and I rebuked the devil in me. That fear, it was a, it was a, a bank of thorns. It was a stronghold and worry, worry that I grew up in fretful so I speak over you fear you have to go in the name of Jesus worry you have to go in the name of Jesus sickness you have to go in the name of Jesus and we call for peace now peace to come peace to come peace drives out fear peace drives out worry Holy Spirit come Holy Spirit come you are welcome here Holy Spirit, come and stir in hearts to receive you today. Hearts to come back to you today. To receive Jesus as Lord and Savior. To receive everything that you have for us. Heal broken hearts, Lord. Let the love of God just roll in your heart today in the name of Jesus. With your head bowed if you don't know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, will you pray? Will you say, just lift your hand and let me pray with you today? Maybe you've maybe you backslidden. You haven't been serving God. You say, Pastor, I need you to pray for me. If that's you, will you lift your hand? The Lord's hand's on you. I see your hand. I see your hand and your hand. Anybody else? Yeah, I see your hand. Spirit of God's on you today. Oh, He loves you. He longs for you. Let's all pray together. Pray this with me. Say, Father. Say, Father, today I come to give you my heart. I believe it in my heart that Jesus died upon the cross for my sins that he brought heaven to earth for me today I make him Lord and Savior of my life today change begins I take the peace of God and I lay down fear and worry I take the life of God and I lay down my old, old life I want the newness of life I want you, Jesus. So guide me. Speak to me, Holy Spirit. Lead me. In Jesus' name, amen. So look at me. If you raise your hand today and you want prayer, we have a prayer team going to be on this wall right over here, and they'll pray with you, and they'll give you some assurance. Because guess what? This is what the Word says. When you walk out of this building, Satan comes to steal the Word. He's going to test it if it's really in you or not. He's a thief and a liar, and he's caught. I just caught him right now.
I'm telling you is what Jesus said would happen, and I'm telling you that he cannot do that. So you get a hold of this. You got born again today. You came back to God today. Okay? You prayed that prayer, and you belong to God. And you tell the devil, get out of your mind and get off your back. In Jesus' name. Thanks for listening today. You can keep up with fresh content, find out more about our upcoming events, and give to support Legacy Church all online at LegacyFamily.tv. From all of us here at Legacy Church, have a blessed week.